Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. You know her. You love her. You're glad that she's back because we've got Jane with us again. Jane, everybody. Back to back episodes. What is that? Golf clap for my girl. (laughs) Welcome back, friend. Yeah, glad to be here always. We haven't done a back-to-back with anybody in a long time, I feel like. Am I right? No, it's been a minute. What an honor. It has. (laughs) It it is. It truly (laughs) is. It truly is. Because here's what's going to happen. After after this episode with you, we are changing the formatting of our friends guest starring. And so... There is going to be no more back-to-back with anybody because we're going to be alternating having guests on and not having guests um, Mm -hmm. as a way to just help with people's schedules and um, ease of recording just for Llewellyn and myself, especially um, because we are distanced doing it, Um, trying to navigate you know, people's schedules as they're all distanced from each other is um, just a little bit more difficult. So, um, yeah, so we're going to alternate. It's going to be a guest and then an episode with no guest where Llewellyn and I just break the episode down and move right along and give some episode um, fun facts and things like that. So you are the last one to have a back to backer. Mm-hmm. And we're glad it's you. <laughs> You're the best. Um, okay, well, with no further ado, Llewellyn, give us the episode recap. What are we getting ourselves into? Yes, so this is a short recap, guys. This week mm. we watched the episode six titled The One with the Flashback. The gang remembers the events three years ago when several of them almost slept together. <laughs> Okay, so this is one of those episodes where we really, it's interesting because it's like we still have several different plot stories, but really it's all based on this soft open. I mean, every single storyline from here on out is based on what Janice presents to this group of friends, which is who of the six of you have slept with who of the six of you. Now, obviously, there are some caveats to that. Ross and Rachel are together. They are a couple. Monica and Ross are brother and sister, so they would obviously never (laughs) Um, (laughs) cross-pollinate. But all of the other ones are kind of free-for-alls, so to speak. So they all vehemently deny, you know, having ever slept with each other in this group. And Janice just really finds that hard to believe. She's like, "I, I just cannot believe that a a group of friends who spends as much time as they do together has not bumped uglies. Can we just talk about that phrase? <laughs> bumped uglies, I know. <laughs> is that a 90s phrase? Is that still around? What is with that phrase? I have not heard that in years. I think it was a 90s thing. That was like the thing to say in high school. Like I feel like a lot of people in high school used to say that. Like, oh, have you bumped uglies with so-and-so? Maybe it comes from friends. Maybe. Maybe it does. I just feel like it's the worst way to say that. I mean, it's on par with cross-pollinate. Like, <laughs> That's day. true. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're right. Like You're 100% right. Humor. I like it. This is my, this like is my two-week resignation off of hosting. Jane, thank you so much for picking up the mantle. Um, <laughs> let me know oh, when yeah. you guys want me to feature. <laughs> You are right. You are right. Both of those are horrible ways of saying. <laughs> See, I enjoyed um, them. It makes me laugh. It was funny. They, it tickled the funny bone. <laughs> tickled the tickle. <laughs> okay, maybe we should start over. This is not going well. <laughs> okay, can I just point out, though, how we are six episodes into season three, and Janice is still around. Like, yes. How how is Chandler doing it? Yeah. She hasn't been in some of the main storylines. Um, right. So we're, we're not really seeing a lot of their relationship play out. So 
I mean, that typically means there's just other things that they're trying to focus on. Maybe they're not ready to get rid of her yet. Um, but you're right. It is it is quite quite a long way um, for like her to... It's the accomplishment kind of, for Chandler to, like, keep yeah. this long. <laughs> but he's also, yeah. like, going through his, like, what, midlife crisis? Like, early midlife crisis of, like, I'm never going to be with anybody. So maybe that's what he's, like, holding on to. Well, and he was very ready to go all in like as soon as he found out it was Janice at the coffee shop and it was like that oh my god moment right at the end of season two I think he made an internal decision that like I'm all in like we've tried this before in like humorous ways but I've really connected with you online I now see that we are just compatible anyways regardless of looks or what my friends think like we are compatible and I'm gonna make this work and so I think Mm -hmm. it just shows the longevity that they could have and then we'll obviously start to hear a little bit more once the rustlings of their you know pending um breakup you know come down the pike from the writers but yeah i think now because it's not so much a a storyline and they're just in the ebbs and flows of being in a relationship um that that's i mean they just haven't made it a point yet but you're right it is it is quite a long time for uh for any of the friends really um Yeah, so, you know, after the friends deny, you know, them ever having slept with each other, she asks, have you ever almost? And the friends get super uncomfortable. They all, like, Joey is like, look, there's a dog out there. And he just walks out of the cafe. They all get, um, they they know the answer, and it's yes. Um, And that sets us up for the entire main part of the episode, which is the flashbacks as a whole so in the first scene we're at the girl's apartment and phoebe is like oh man that's too bad and ross is like what and she's like uh, cute naked guys really gaining weight so we see that there was a pre ugly naked guy and that he was actually cute and it's right. a bummer but he's putting on a little bit of weight <laughs> and um, I don't mean, think you mentioned. I don't think you mentioned, but this was three years earlier. Just in case. Yes. Never, okay. Never seen the flashback. Yes. Sorry. Yes, you said it in the episode recap, but you are right. Ah, I did. They didn't. Did they? They didn't really mention that in. Like you know how in most TV shows they'll have like a, a lower third. Well, they'll say like three years earlier or something. They didn't do that, did they? I, think I so. thought they did something that signified it was three years ago. Oh. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing. I think I'm so used to seeing that that I may be pre-assuming that that's what they did. But I think we just jump ahead and we find out that the living room is all organized differently. Like the couch is not on the left hand side. It's facing the direct main stage. Um, You know, Phoebe lives there apparently. um, But she doesn't actually live there. Ross kind of points out like, when are you going to tell my sister? That you don't live here anymore. And she's like, well, I think she re- I think she knows on some level. And he's like, she doesn't know that you sneak out every night and that you sneak back in every morning and that you've been living with your grandma for the last two weeks. And she's like, well, maybe not on that level. Um, so Phoebe has essentially moved out. I mean, I think she can no longer stand Monica. Monica throws a very passive-aggressive line at her that says, hey, I'm so sorry that I left lipstick on the phone. And Phoebe goes... You didn't leave any lipstick on the phone. She goes, oh, that must have been you. Bye. And leaves with her laundry. Like, super passive aggressive. Yeah. Um, so Monica's still up to her same, same old, same old. Yes. She has not changed. Can we also talk she- about Monica was wearing overalls and pearls? Did anyone catch that? I thought that was so Oh, fun. no. Like, I feel like I've seen her wear that. Weird. Really? Like, I mean, it suited her character, but I just... The impracticality of it. I was like, I would mm. never on laundry day. Like the overalls, all about it. But the pearls, and it was like the yeah. like the Flintstone kind of what's her name, like the big thick ones. Oh you gosh, know? Uh, did not like that. Did at she all. ever hair <laughs> half up? I can't remember. Mm, it was shorter. I don't. I don't, I don't know if it was half up. I can't remember now. I literally just watched the first like five minutes again, and I can't remember. Um, pearls. Uh, do you guys wear? I feel like pearls are that weird 
who wears pearls? <laughs> right. The only time I wore pearls was when I was in like a choir concert. Yeah. You know, like I feel like mm. they're more formal. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's one of those things you can't like be cheap on. Like they have right. to be real. To be real. Otherwise, it's like probably best if you just don't. <laughs> don't. You just don't try. And then I feel like most <laughs> families now, like I don't, we don't have pearls in my family where we would hand them down. I like like the one simple like a pearl on like a chain kind of thing, but I don't know if I would mm. ever like want or purchase like even for my daughter or something like a string of pearls. Mm. But I have this I have this string of pearls that I I don't know if they're real or not. I actually when my mom passed, there was a bunch of jewelry that she had and there was a lot of it that was like costume jewelry. But she had quite a few pieces that were real, you know, real gold of different, you know, you know, carrots and things like that. But she had this string of pearls and the guy was like, I I had this like little local shop um, in Kalamazoo. They're like a family run business and have been for like 30 some odd years. And so I just trust them a little bit more than I do like a case jeweler or something like that. Sure. So I, uh, I I took it all to him and I said, hey, I I know that there's some in here that are definitely fake costume jewelry, but I don't know what's what and what's the different, like, is there 14 karat gold? Is there, you know, 10 karat? Like, what are the different, you know, types of gold that are all in here? Like, what could be melted down together to make different units that we could separate between, like, my sister and I? Um, and there's this pearls, and he's like, I, I, I don't know pearls at all, really. He's like, I don't, I'm not, like, an expert in pearls. So he had one of his um, jeweler friends who does know pearls do the pearl test where you rub it against your teeth and if it's grainy, it's they're more than likely real. But the the way that they were strung together just doesn't look real. And so he was like, honestly, they thought they might be real, but just the look of them doesn't really look real. He's like, so you might just find a different opinion. We thought they might be. So we're kind of still in that stage of, I don't even know if I've got like a real string of pearls or not. Um, But I always thought it would be fun to wear, especially if they are real. If it is like a string of pearls literally handed down, you know, pretty much from my mom, then it would be nice to like wear them on like a wedding day or something. Um, Or even break them up into separate pieces of jewelry. You know, like um, I have pearl earrings right now, but they're in, they're in like a uh, silver sterling silver or platinum lining you know that looks like little olive branches or something so I don't know I don't mind having pearls but I think you're right like a regular just string of pearls around your neck does seem super formal and not like a random fashion choice that you make on laundry day I think you're yeah spot on on that Jane it's like oh yeah what I'm putting on my overalls and oh my pearls (laughs) right (laughs) um but yeah, I was just curious because I don't see pearls as really like a, a thing that people wear often outside of, like you're mm-hmm. right, Llewellyn, something really fancy. So, yeah. um, Now Chandler walks in and I may have read through a little bit of y'all's notes and I think there is a big debate about to happen. <laughs> to go tea or not to go tea? <laughs> that is the question. I feel like and we've go. had this conversation. We have, I think. And I... And Chandler, okay, guys, I will tell you exactly what's in my notes. So Chandler walks in, and I literally wrote, Chandler, never, in all caps, get a goatee again. And I put, Chandler with a goatee is much better. (laughs) But I had an addendum to that. I also said, in the slick back hair, no thanks. Mm, Okay, I'll give you that. I, it would be I, interested. I would be interested to see Chandler in his normal kind of floofy hair, with a goatee, and hair. see what that looks like. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think. Have you guys ever seen Matthew Perry now? Like in his older is in his older days, some of his features look a little bit more prominent. I.e., the fact that he his chin isn't as prominent; it's really close to his neck. Yeah. Mm. Like, he doesn't have a deep-set chin. I think that the goatee actually helps his chin look more prominent, and I I like it on him. I think it yeah. looks really good. Um, I am curious to know, like, how did he get that goatee? 
in a flashback, like, did he have to grow it out for several weeks or did they attach one on him? Right. Because it was like in the midst of, you know, other scenes. Did they have the time to take several weeks off? Did they shoot this episode way early, you know, in the season after them taking a break after season two? You know, it's just, it, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that they must have had to. Because Chandler doesn't, Matthew Perry doesn't seem like a guy who could grow in like a really thick goatee really quickly. It looks real though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You're right, it does. So maybe they like, maybe at the time they had like the episodes prepared. So like before they shot any of the other episodes, they shot this first. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. And then they shaved it off. I don't know. I know. I'd have to think that that was it. That once they wrapped on those scenes, they were like, okay, you can go shave so that we've got our regular episodes ready to go. You might be right. Um, that's funny. I just was looking through that. I was like, oh, let's rumble. Uh, no, I do. I do. I do like his goatee, but I can see. I can see why, especially with the slick back hair. I think you're right, Llewellyn. It kind of does give him a little bit, but it goes with the goatee too, I think. Yeah. I, just I don't know. He looks less like a doofus. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I just, I mean, and it's weird because I typically like guys with like facial hair. Mm-hmm. So the fact mm-hmm. that like I can't, I just can't stand Chandler with facial hair surprises me a bit. But yeah. I think maybe just him in general, like I would rather see his face. He just looks better without the hair. I don't gotcha. know. Gotcha. Okay. Well, when he comes storming in, it's because he's looking for a roommate. He's super yeah. frustrated. Um, it must mean at this time, <clears throat> well, I guess he does know Ross. So um, I was thinking that like they've had time to connect as roommates, uh, not roommates, um, neighbors, but he, he did know Ross in college. So, so never mind. But, um, but he's looking for a roommate. He's like, there's the spitter. There's the guy who has ferrets, plural. Um, he has a couple more in the next, you know, the next day, he's got a photographer who seems really dull. <laughs> and his example for <laughs> for Joey. Oh, there was the guy who kept saying, um, who made a noise because he heard his name, Chandler Bing. Bing! <laughs> and then he'd be like, oh, what's up, Chandler Bing? Bing! And he was, like, super frustrated with that. So then when he when um, Joey goes to leave a voicemail, he's like, yeah, and then there's some actor guy who, when he... When I listened to his voicemail, um, it said, like, Chander Bing. He goes, whoa, that's a short message. (laughs) Whoa, short message. (laughs) As if, like, the Bing was the noise that he was just frustrated with with the other guy. I just thought, I laughed out loud. I was like, that is so Joey. It's so funny. And it sets up his, you know, kind of stupidity, you know, like, sort of element that we see a lot for him. Um, But... Yeah, so that is sort of Chandler's dilemma that he's setting up. And then at the same time, he asks Ross how it's going with Carol. And he says, oh my gosh, it's going so much better. I think I figured out the issue. You know, I have you guys. I have a great group of friends who I hang out with all the time. But she doesn't have a a group of friends that's all her own. But she was at the gym and she met this girl, Susan. (laughs) And they really hit it off. So I really think that's going to help. And everybody in the audience is cracking up because they know. We all know. Yes. We all know he's just poor Ross. It's like, it's like when people are about to go into the dark basement in a horror movie, you're just like, I know what's going to happen to you. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't allow it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's the impending doom for sure. So, uh, Chandler is now in this next scene interviewing this photographer and, and it's honestly guys, all of this stuff is just Chandler, a dream for Chandler. Do you guys remember the specifics of like what this guy would bring to the table? Yeah, well, he said he'd bring over models mm-hmm. all the time. Check one. Yep. Um, a late his sister has a beach house or something. Yep. And his Check two. A porn star. Yeah. Check freaking three. <laughs> yeah. I think like Chandler's like in love with this guy. <laughs> It's everything he's ever wanted and so much more. He breaks his pencil when he hears that this guy's sister is a porn star. So that means all of her friends at his, the sister's house over the summers are going to be probably fellow porn stars. 
And Chandler is like, honestly, like, unless your sister calls me looking for a roommate, you pretty much have the best chance ever. Um, and he gives him a hug because he just feels it's so at, um, I don't know. I think he just feels like this is a, we've bonded, like this is a match made in, in Chandler heaven for sure. Uh, and, and then it kind of flashes. Guy. <laughs> look, yeah, look go ahead. Right. roommate. <laughs> like it's a girl. Like I could care less if you're, yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was very Chandler. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now it kind of flashes forward to his next show through, which is Joey. And he's just sprinting through the house. My my bedroom, your bedroom, bathroom, this is the living room, that's the kitchen. And thanks thanks for coming by. Thanks so much. Uh, catch you later. And he's like, well, don't you want to ask me any questions? And so he's kind of like, okay. So he starts to ask him kind of the typical roommate questions. And um, and he goes, I, um, I'm totally okay with the gay thing too. And Chandler <laughs> is very questioning as like, what does he mean like that? And Joey kind of catches on. But he, but he sort of is like, maybe, uh, I don't know. There's just this, like, Joey's like, just just in general, you know, just the gay just thing in general. general. I'm just, I'm cool, I'm cool with it. And and Chandler's like, okay. Um, but he walks him out, and he's like, okay, cool, thanks, Jerry. And just totally blotches his name, because he doesn't care about this guy at all. He doesn't want him to be a roommate. He's totally set on the photographer dude. And Monica is coming home at the same time. Now, Monica in this outfit is classic, like, red hair swoopy Monica. Like, they did, they went all in for these, like, back shots. Because I think it looks so much like the Monica from season, you know, one. um, Which is, you know, just before, or just after the happenings that we're watching now on on screen. Right. But I think she looks great. And Joey's outfit. I don't know why I always mention clothing. He has a leather vest on. <laughs> yeah. A white t-shirt <laughs> underneath. And Monica's swooning. <laughs> this makes me laugh. It makes me think of the phrase um, that, and I don't know exactly how it goes, but it's the idea that the less you speak, the smarter you seem. Because it's like, as you speak, you kind of start to reveal yourself more, you know, your thoughts come out, the way you speak, come out, what you think, like what you think comes out. And yet in this scene, Monica doesn't really see Joey for who Joey is because he's just not really saying a lot. And so she's kind of, you know, enamored by this idea of Joey that just doesn't exist, but it's because he just doesn't speak a lot. Like everyone seems smarter when they don't speak Mm -hmm. because you're not, like revealing where you're really at. And so it, it just, it was sort of like this, it, it seemed the same in this sequence where if you guys notice, like Joey doesn't really say a lot when he's, you know, chatting, chatting it up with Monica in the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, he just gives that. Yeah. Support. So we, we, we hop on downstairs and we find out that three years ago, the cafe was actually a bar and pool hall. So it's, it's dark, it's dingy. Um, and it, it's, it's not a cafe, but this is where the friends hang out. And we see that Rachel is there with her girlfriends and, and preppy as all get out can't stand her oh like she's so annoying yeah she's got this like these huge earrings on and this really pretentious coat she's really mean to the waitresses which is hilarious because then she becomes a waitress as well like it's not that hard which is a joke because obviously she's terrible at it um and chandler is kind of racking it up in the back and you know Rachel's very loudly proclaiming that she just wants to have one last fling to just get it out of her system like before she marries like in one year he's going to be a DDS I think or he's been a DDS for a year or whatever it is um that she's going to be you know Mrs. you know Barry um and I, I just thought that's like that's such a weird thing to be like loudly proclaiming with your friends. Like, 
I'm sure there are people who think that way, which is why, I don't know, I think that's maybe why strippers at bachelor and bachelorette parties in like certain circles are like almost expected. Mm-hmm. There's like this idea that like, I don't, I don't know. Did you guys think that that was weird too? I mean, I get that they're doing it for the sake of this episode, but I don't know. It's just yeah. weird, like weirded out by that. Yeah. I mean, it didn't like throw me because I know that's like a common theme when people say yes to marriage. Like, I don't know, people just view their engagement differently. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. think like when I say yes to engagement, like we're still like, we're essentially dating, but like we're not yet married. But I guess I would view it as like, if I say yes to an engagement, then I should be like ready to like get married like tomorrow kind of thing. So it's interesting yeah. to hear like a thought like, you know, she's viewing it as like a death sentence almost. Like right. I have to get it all out of my <laughs> system before. And you know, you hear people say that all the time, like get it out of your system now because, <laughs> you know, so interesting. But I definitely think too, it's funny. I don't know if even if I had that thought that I would like process it out loud with my mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, it seems like I don't something know. That's, that's like private. Like, yeah. would you show Like, that? I'd have to recognize, like, oh, that's like super unhealthy and I don't actually mean that. And then, like, <laughs> right. lay it down and then be done with it. Not like, hey, I just want to talk this through with y'all. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, right. I'm y'all. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's funny. Y'all, anyway. y'all, y'all. No, and that's that's such a good point because I mean, she's like, I just, it just needs to be like meaningless sex, and Chandler drops a ball near the table on purpose. So he's you know doing the racking in the back for the pool table, and so he just kind of like throws one of the balls near their table on purpose, and is trying to you know, insert himself. Cause she's like, just with the next person I see. So he like seizes mm-hmm. this opportunity to, um, you know, get near them. And, and around the same time, Monica is realizing that that's Rachel over there. You know, she's, she's hanging out and she's like, Oh my God, like that's Rachel, Rachel. And so they connect and, you know, <laughs> she's like, look at, she instantly like shoves her ring in her face too. Doesn't she? Oh, she does. Yes. And she's then like, makes oh, look. When, and she's like, like, oh, congratulations. Yeah. And then she's like, are you seeing anyone? And Monica's like, no. And then Rachel makes that, like, pity face where she's like, oh, well, there's still time. Or says something like that. Yeah. She's okay, like, but... that's okay. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. But Chandler acts like he doesn't know who Rachel is, but he's met her before multiple times at, like, Thanksgivings. Yeah, that's true. Like, the fact that... You're absolutely right. He acts as if he's never met this girl before is a little strange. Yeah, and she's pretty memorable. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he... Because her hair was crazy back in the day, and, and she didn't she have a nose job nose. at the time. Yeah. 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 So, so I wonder if he doesn't realize who that is until... Like, way later, you know? Until yeah, maybe. maybe Monica makes the connection. That's possible. Yeah. That is interesting. That's a great point. Um, yeah, I want to I say maybe chalk it up to does not recognize who it is because of all of her fanciness and, and better hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can we also talk about when Rachel and Monica at the very end, they're like, oh, we should get together the next time I'm in the city. And then... You know, they both agree and say yes, and then Monica steps away and, like, whispers to Chandler, I will never see that woman again, kind of thing, which is, like, you know, ironic, but, like, also, why do we do that? Like, when we connect with someone, like, randomly, (laughs) and we think we have to tell each other, like, yes, let's get, let's get get coffee. coffee. (laughs) It's like, but I don't really want to. You don't really want to. But, like, we're like, oh, yes, I'd love to catch up. So that's, like, one of the hidden parts of, like, becoming an adult that I am still figuring out. <laughs> like, like, how to be genuine in what I'm actually thinking and also be respectful. Or, yeah. like, kind. How to be kind. Like, you don't want to look and at also... someone and be like, uh, cool, it was so nice to see you. Like, have a great life. Right, yeah. Leave. But like... my circle's full, so, like, have right. a good day. <laughs> 
I think I noticed that a couple years ago that that was like a trigger pull response to those situations. And I was like, I had the exact same thought as you. I don't want to just be that person that, because like, I want to be better about like my word being my word that if I, if Mm -hmm. I say I'm going to get coffee with you, then I'm going to do it and I'm going to follow up. And if I really don't want to do that and not have to fall through with it, then I better not say, Oh, we should get coffee sometime. Like I better, I better actually mean it. Um, but it's such, it's so ingrained into our culture as a response that I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's been really hard to like, I mean, it's been easier lately just because with, you know, with COVID this past year and a half, it's, it, you know, at the beginning of it, it was like, no one was getting together for anything. So you weren't seeing anybody out anywhere ever. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm, I'm trying to get better at things that, you don't even think that you're doing, you know, like, mm-hmm. or just saying as a response because you think that's how you should respond. I don't know. Right. I'm just trying to get better at that. Cause I don't want, yeah. I don't want to be like that flaky. I don't know. Like that flaky person. Yeah. Which I have or be like after dishonest. last. Yeah. Dishonest. Um, after last year. And I think people, no longer are responding in a way like when you say like hey how are you doing and they'll just say like good great like people are being there's more room to be honest mm-hmm. about like I'm actually having a really hard yeah. time yeah so I think there is more margin to like you know be honest with people if like hey I actually don't want to hang out this weekend or whatever yeah. it would be yeah. or like I don't know I think people are receiving like when you connect with someone you haven't seen in a long time just having that one conversation with them and like no pressure too for sure like mm-hmm. become bosom buddies again bosom yeah buddies oh we are cross pollinate all the things tickle, tickle. tickle the funny bone <laughs> bumped ugly <laughs> oh this is good so back at the girl's place ross is on the phone with carol and She's planning a day with Susan, and they're asked, like, oh, what is what is she going to do? And he goes, I don't know, something girly. And, again, it's just the foreshadowing of what's about to happen. Like, oh, boy, they're getting closer. They're essentially going on dates right now while she's married. Um, and what is great about this is that Mr. Heckles is back. I know. He that was good on knocks on the door. Yeah, it was because it he plays a very key role in Joey being the roommate. Otherwise, <laughs> we would have had the friends and the weird photographer roommate. Um so Mr. Mr. Heckles is like talking about his oboe that he like can't hear his oboe or something with all of their like loud or like who's playing an oboe or I could have an oboe or something. Something's happening with an oboe. I kind of forgot about it already. But um, but they, they, they're kind of like, okay, get out of here. So they close the door on him. And at the same time, Eric is coming to live with Chandler. He is moving in. And yeah. Mr. Heckles starts to intercede. Being his own self, which this guy is not familiar with, makes it legitimately seem like he is living there. He's like, I could be his roommate, which is his <laughs> response. But the guy takes it literally like, man, I thought we, that's weird. I thought we had agreement. I'm, I'm so sorry. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to go into my apartment. And like, just the fact that the door is opened, probably because Chandler was expecting the guy and he probably didn't have a key yet. It like all went, it was all the like right, timing but poor timing essentially um so the guy walks in and and mr mr heckles is just sitting in in chandler's apartment and chandler comes out and like sees him there and is like confused as to why mr heckles is in his apartment so mr heckles foils chandler's plan to have this guy in his life thanks mr heckles Mm mm-hmm Thank you, because now we have Joey. (laughs) R.I.P. Yeah, because then we see we see in the next scene Joey's moving in, and Monica comes out, and you know this is where I wrote that note. People always seem smarter before they open their mouth, but 
she essentially invites him in because he's, you know, sweating, opening, you know, putting all these boxes into his house. And it's a very quick, like, well, it all goes downhill she invites for, him lemonade. for lemonade. She's like, hey, would you like to come over and get some lemonade? And he's like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like a classic friend's like, you know, we mean one thing, but you're thinking another. In what yes. world does that mean what Joey thinks it means, though? I mean, to be fair, like, Monica was giving him some signals, too. So, like, I could see it, but he took it just too far. <laughs> like, there's a line, and you right. you sprinted past it. Yes. Yeah, he took it way too fast. Like, it wasn't even just too far. It was just too fast. Like, she was wanting yeah. to, like, bring him in and get to know him and, like, start that, like, ooh and ah process. But he just went right yeah. to the finish line. Like, as yeah. soon as she turns her back to start pouring these, he is quickly on, I mean, lightning speed taking off all of his clothes. Well, her, her response when he t- she turns around is, here's your penis. <laughs> <laughs> And and she's so like, what the heck? And he's very sorry that he interpreted it this way because he has realized I have made a grave mistake and that is not what she meant. And he's like, gosh, I'm so stupid. Like, but I think it, it just shows how quickly like that played out. Like it was literally minutes between I think that this like, ooh, your hot new roommate to oh, that's Joey. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we go to the girl's place and, you know, it's a day later or later that day or something and it's cleaning day. So watering the plants um, and Monica notices that Phoebe's bed is missing and she finally gives up and lets her know that she doesn't live there anymore. Um, and she just can't live in like in the type of environment that Monica has created with her OCD-ness. She's like, you know, I want to I wanna know that if I spill something on the couch, like, that it's going to be fine. And she's like, tells her that she spilled large, you know, a large spaghetti on the couch. And she's like, well, why didn't you just flip over the cushion? She's like, I would if I hadn't, like, what, was it like a pen or something on it? Like, mm-hmm. she essentially had ruined both sides of the couch because she had flipped it over. and And she just... Monica has made living conditions too horrible for Phoebe to remain a friend with her if she lived there. So it was either I leave for the sake of our friendship or I stay as your roommate and, you know, everything's terrible and I I hate you as a person. Yeah, right. I love Um, the statement that Phoebe made. I should have put it in my notes, but it was like, I love you so much that, like, I don't know. Do you guys remember what she said specifically? She's essentially enforcing boundaries. They're like hugging. And Mm. she's like, I love you so much that I need to leave to like you or something (laughs) like that. But I just love that because I feel like you don't see that often in like TV friend shows, you know? Yeah. Like it's usually like escalate, escalate, and then we just break up and we're not friends. Because if we were true friends, then we would be able to live together, spend every waking hour together, and like enjoy every minute. Like, no, that's not true I feel at like, all. Yeah, I feel like this is one of the things I really appreciate about Phoebe as a character is that she knows her boundaries. Mm-hmm. And yeah. She's, yeah. she doesn't like force them upon other people. Yeah. And she's like yeah this is what i feel but like i still love you and in order for me to still love you like mm-hmm. i'm gonna do this instead yeah and like that's what i like really appreciate about her and her like loyalty to her friends mm-hmm. which is which you can kind of see here i feel like it's like the setup for yeah who she is yes yeah i think you're so right have have either of you ever lived with your best friend i have and it ended up in a terrible breakup we oh no 
clo- like she lives in a different city now I think we could reconnect but we definitely couldn't like rekindle anything um mm. but it was good until it wasn't and then like we just couldn't neither one of us was mature enough to handle it yeah, yeah. wow yeah I lived with my okay. okay I didn't think you had there was I don't know for some reason I just I think I've I known lived enough in about... the same complex as a like a best right. friend but we didn't live together mm-hmm. so like we were close but we had our separate space yeah right yeah I um I lived with my best friend for the first year out of college and uh, we're still, we're still, I mean, we're still best friends and talk to her all the time and was in her wedding and, um, all the things I, uh, I think we, I think part of it, what made it hard was we lived in her parents. It's this really like weird convoluted thing, but we lived in her parents' basement. And the reason for that was because in her parents' divorce, they had agreed that like, one of them pays for like housing, the other pays for books and like tuition, but she got tuition much cheaper because her stepdad worked for the university that she went to. Um, but the parents that had to pay for the housing was the one that she, you know, kind of grew up living with. And um, they said, we can either finish the basement, because at the time, about only there's a bedroom, a bathroom, and a living area down there they're like we could either put the money into putting you into college housing or we put the money to finish our basement and you can live there for free for what was it like two and a half years um and if you want to move out after that then you can but if you live here then like if you move out before that time, you're going to have to pay for any rent that you pay because we've like you've agreed to live here for the same amount of money that we would have like put you up. And so in that, they said that I could come live with them in the second bedroom that they created and they created a kitchen down there. We had our own entrance into the like from the backyard. We would just walk around the gate and come and go as we please. Like we had our own little part of the backyard that was not connected to the upper part of the backyard where their pool was. So um, it was really perfect. We got our dogs together at the same time for that Christmas. Um, she, like, we were both um, in that, like, first college year. So there was a lot of things happening that were just, like, it wasn't even me and her that didn't work, even though there were times where we had to have, like, sit-down talks. But mm-hmm. anyways, we are still, like, best friends and everything's good. But it was just an interesting um interesting situation don't think i would ever do it again yeah and now that we're older it's like kind of hard to like be like hey we're best friends want to live together (laughs) right right just because now i think we're so independent but yeah Mm -hmm. you have to i think you're right there is there does have to be a certain type of maturity to to live together in a certain amount of communication skills, I think. Yeah. Because that is just tough, two people coming together. But right. maybe that's why – no, we won't get into that. Never mind. I'm not even going to make that statement. Okay, let's move on. Uh, we go to the guy's apartment, and Joey is watching Baywatch. And at this point in the show, you know, three years before – Chandler does not know what Baywatch is. He's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, watch them run. He's like, yeah, they're running. And all of a sudden, this show, they're bonding over their mutual admiration for women, full busted women running in bathing suits. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and he's like, hey, should I grab us some beers? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. And he, he has a cooler by the couch Joey does that he pulls out and hands him a beer and I think in this moment Chandler's realizing this could work this could really work (laughs) yeah uh so yeah so they bond mutually over the show Baywatch and we go back over to the girls apartment and Chandler kind of pops in Monica had just gotten out of the shower and she's a little she's bumming because you know Phoebe's moved out and he kind of already knows and she's like am I really that hard to deal with like live with and you know, it's this really tender moment when she's got like the sweatband on her head and like a towel that she's just like 
hanging on to Chandler. I think this is almost this is almost like the first little glimpse into what could potentially be their future, like once you know about the show as a whole. Because like they're hugging for a while and they're just like, This is nice. And then all of a sudden he's like, Is this Egyptian cotton? Like he starts talking about the towel <laughs> itself, even though yeah. I think they were really talking about the moment of them just hugging and embracing and her just feeling sad that she's alone and thinks that she's hard to live with and second guessing herself. So I just thought their hug was really sweet. Yeah. I thought so too. I feel like this is like my favorite part of Chandler is his mm-hmm. just his almost like his one on one with them, with each of the friends. Like he has his together, like as a whole, I feel like he's just so sarcastic and funny. But then when you get him alone, like he mm-hmm. is so genuine and so sweet. Yeah. And that. I just love any time when there's moments like that. And I also I mean I 100% I like Richard but I'm always you know Chandler Monica all the way so anytime that we see like foreshadowing of their relationship to come yeah it's my favorite mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed this part yeah I would agree um we go we go back down to the pool table and or the pool hall at the bar Phoebe's at the bar Ross comes in and we get the announcement that Carol Wait, we is get a it. We get his. We get his 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 famous word. His famous that, word that you do so well. Hi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try not to do it for you. Um, I love it. I love it. No, but you're 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 totally right. Um, he comes in with his famous word, and uh, he. He tells him, or he tells Phoebe that Carol is a lesbian. The announcement is out. Um, this is when he knows for sure. Okay. okay, the way that he says it, though, he comes in and he goes, Our marriage is over. And she's like, Oh my gosh, why? Because Carol's a lesbian and I'm not one. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, it's not a mix and match situation. Uh, I just love, like, I love the humor that comes from his pain. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just like so. It sounds bad. like it sounds humble bad. or no? What? That's not it. He's just like tender. He is. He's so sensitive, especially but... with the whole Carol situation. Yeah. Which is understandable. I mean, anybody would be, but I'm not one. <laughs> I'm not one. Because Carol's a lesbian. That you pushed um, her towards. Oh come on. Yeah. He told her to get friends like his friends. That's normal. <laughs> That's normal. It is normal. It is normal to have of someone. But it's and just I'm sorry if I told my husband that, and then he just jumps to like, oh, like men. I I don't know. That doesn't mean you have sex with your friends. That's true. It, it, is, <laughs> it is true. That's a whole other topic. But yes. Yeah, all around that would be super tough. But you're right. He's like, I'm not one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Super funny. So Phoebe points out that, oh, so Susan is her lover. And we find out that I think this is, you know, we've we've heard about it before, but, you know, they've been together for seven years, um, you know, together. And, you know, we hop back to, I already mentioned it, we hop back to Chandler and Monica, but then um, we go back to the bar really quick. And it's it's kind of like a pre-tag scene almost. Like it's kind of the end of this part, even though we kind of circle back to that bar here in a second. But Phoebe and Ross are on the pool table. And it looks, the pool table looks like it has like real grass on it as opposed to like the felt. For some reason, it just looks a lot longer than normal. I don't know. There's just something about it that looked different, I think, than other pool tables. But Phoebe and Ross are essentially you know, on the pool table together and they kind of blunder a little bit. Um, Phoebe's trying to like console him, say you're like, you're the sweetest guy and you're super kind and this sucks and they start kissing and then they get up on the on the um, pool table and the light hits, you know, Ross in the head and they're just kind of like <laughs> fumbling through. His foot gets stuck in the hole and he can't get it out. And then the balls are underneath them, you know, the two like <laughs> table balls. It's just like it, it's it's not happening. It's too fumbly, and they get up and right as they do, all the rest of the friends come in to the bar, and um, you know, early in the episode, they had 
Monica had announced, I think, or one of the girls had said, did you know that they're they're closing this up? I think, you know, it's not going to be a, a bar any longer. And Chandler's like, well, where are we going to hang out? <laughs> and like, they still hang out at the same place. It's just a coffee, you know, shop <laughs> from there on out. So we get the story of, you know, the shop closing down and how it became, you know, a cafe. Um, but yeah, all the friends are in the bar and they just, you know, start chatting. And, and that's kind of the end of the main piece did i miss anything in that last scene i don't think so yeah i don't think so either okay so we essentially end on the tag and this tag is rachel you know storming into the bar with like her you know the 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 doors swing open and chandler's there alone and all of a sudden they just start like ravishing each other and then we see that yeah, and then we see that she's daydreaming on the way home from the bar. Yeah. Um, Which, like, and they of were, all the, girl the friends to, like, get together, that's the one to me that I'm like, no. no never. Please never. <laughs> yeah, I think people. I'm just so partial to him and Monica that I'm like, ugh, him and yeah. Rachel? Like, they would never work out. I know those combos are so weird. Like the combos that you don't normally see together. Those are the weird ones. But it makes sense because she's with Ross. And then in later seasons, mind you, this is probably why they put those two together was because like they had already like hinted that, you know, she wanted to kind of throw herself on Chandler. So it's like her and Joey were the only two left, you know, that didn't have a relationship, you know, at that point. So um okay anything anything else about this episode that you you know didn't get to mention or glazed over and wanted to circle back on i don't yeah i don't have anything else to add okay um all right Llewellyn, why don't you go first on the episode rating system? Okay. Um, uh, you would think we would think about this ahead of time. <laughs> um, I I think I'm going to give this one a... Oh, gosh. I think I'm going to give this one a how you doing. Only because Ooh, okay. um, I enjoy a good flashback episode. When it's done well. Um, and I think Friends does do flashbacks pretty well. Like, they, 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 what am I trying to say? They really go into the details of everything. Like, you had mentioned mm-hmm. with, like, Monica's outfit and, um, like, even the way Rachel was dressed and the way she acted. Like, everything just seemed like it was a genuine flashback. And I like seeing... I like seeing flashbacks because they help kind of launch the whole story forward more because you get to know more about the characters. And so I think for the simple fact that they did the flashback well is why I would give this episode that. Um, And it was good. I mean, it was funny. And it kind of just like gives you like a glimpse of like, yeah, so these friends, it's a genuine question. I feel like when you have this group of friends, like, have any of you guys ever tried to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Janice asking that question like wasn't far off of anybody's minds. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I'd give it. Yeah. Yeah. Jane, what about you? Um, I'm gonna say we were on a break. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm a little biased because I just don't like flashbacks on shows. Um, like every time they pop up, I'm like, okay, producers, writers got a little tired. Like they're just need some little, like a filler episode. Um, but I do recognize like the storyline between Chandler and Joey and Mr. Huckles, like how that's important for viewers to understand, like how that came about maybe. Um, and I guess Ross too, and I'm blanking on his wife's name, Carol, Carol, um, but I don't know, like outside of those two things, I just, I could have done away with the episode, but well, I think up Jane, to this point, can I, oh, go ahead. I think up to this point, we don't really know how Joey got like 
together with all the friends. Like, this is the True. first time we're hearing of his, like, origin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sense. Yeah. 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 So that's that piece is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you going to say, Leanne? Um, can I question your hatred of flashbacks? Yeah, go ahead. Um, cause I think, how do I, how do I put this? There are, there are flashback episodes where they only show you pieces of other episodes that they've already aired Mm -hmm. as a way to like montage certain situations and then there are flashback episodes like this where they're creating more story and more dialogue on things that had not happened on the show yet that is just a look into the past sort of like they like they do when they're all back in college and things like we'll see you know in the future flashbacks yeah would you would you put them both in the same cat cuz you said you normally don't like flashback episodes and you think it's because the writers get tired or that they just <laughs> need a filler episode and for the ones where they're only showing you like three minutes of flashbacks of like every, you know, every couple of minutes they're showing you three minutes worth of a montage of previous episodes that they've already aired where all they needed was the editors to put all the scenes together. Those are definitely the ones where I could see like, okay, you guys needed a filler episode and we wanted to look back on the last five years. Totally get it. But do you put those in the same category? I guess initially I did, but in your explaining of it, I like, Clearly, there was some thought that was put like into this. Not that there's not in other episodes, but I guess I would have to separate the two, um, like two mm. different genres of flashbacks. Um, but I still feel the same way. Like I don't like the theme of flashbacks. They don't yeah. add anything. Got to it. Me. Okay, cool. I was just questioning because I would I would agree in the in the regards of like flashbacks where they just show you scenes that you've already seen um Mm -hmm. those drive me nuts i can't stand when i come up like when when shows do those because it's like just don't release an episode that week then i don't need to see the montage of these characters you know kissing because you see the history of how much they love each other don't care i already know yeah plus most of the time that i'm seeing a flashback episode it's not in real time i'm binge watching a show and i just saw all of those episodes a week ago (laughs) and i don't need to see them all again right (laughs) like they drive me those those drive me nuts i cannot stand those types of flashback episodes they just should not exist and they don't need to be written um so i totally agree with you um I would, I would give this, I would, I would agree with Jane. I think the, we were on a break, um, is the perfect rating, uh, for me. I, I I like the idea of bringing old, 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 um, you know, old Phoebe, old Monica, old Ross, you know, like I like the idea of bringing them into the fold. I just think that they could have done it with a stronger storyline. I get what they were trying to accomplish, and they did give us some good, like, Phoebe and Monica used to live together, the history of Carol, and, like, how the downfall actually went. Because when we first see Ross, you know, at the beginning of the episode, it's like, you know, the divorce is pretty much official. um, And, you know, Rachel walks in in a wedding dress. And then... um, yeah, I just think it. I just think overall, it could have been a stronger introduction to the old them. Now, when we come up to future flashback episodes, I think those are great storylines. They're hilarious. They all are acting like crazy. It's it's great. So, but I would say this episode isn't the strongest. So I will give it a we were on a break. So, um, okay, I have got a social media spotlight for this week. Also coming from Instagram, the. Uh, Handle name is ellipse underscore 19.06. They said a while back, hey, I'm your new fan from India. Today afternoon, I bumped into your podcast on Spotify, and I've not seen friends since a while, but I'm loving the way you guys are breaking down each episode. It's as if I'm rewatching these episodes. Thanks a lot for this podcast. Um, Super sweet. Thanks so much for your feedback. Um, I, I always appreciate... That came from um, in December, so I'm a little behind the mark. But I always love people who can make it through season one because season one, in looking back, is just so horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so horrible that I'm like, if you made it past season one, you're the real ones. Like for all of you here that are listening that made it, that started listening in season one and are still here, thank you. 
because there's about 10,000 people who have listened to episode one, and we definitely don't have 10,000 people on a weekly basis. So they listen to episode one and think, nope, and head on out. So for those of you still here, thanks a lot. So um, any recommends to a friend this week, guys? Yeah, I have one. Um, it's called Olipop. Um, Ooh. It is... Okay, I've heard about this. Is okay, it good? It's so good. Okay, okay. so... I think they have, like, really, if you, like, look at their Instagram, they have definitely utilized, like, micro-influencers to kind of, like, yeah. get it out there. So, For it's, sure. like, their packaging is very, um, like, marketable, <laughs> like, trendy to, agree. like, younger people. Um, but, so, there's, like, a local health store. There's a few in Kalamazoo, but I went to one um, to, like, grab some things a couple months ago saw this there it's like depends where you get it but it's like generally like 250 to three dollars for like a can like a beverage which you know on some days i'm like that's insane and other days yeah. i'm like that's so cheap um <laughs> <laughs> uh so i grabbed it they have a few flavors i guess i should say like their whole goal is they use um plant fiber prebiotics and like botanicals to make like a soda that tastes good and like is as good for you as you as soda could be um and i've tried like zevia and like other sodas that have made that claim and i'm like i could just do without it like it still just tastes like a sugary boring Mm run-of-the-mill drink but this was so good like really does feel like a treat um and so they have a few different flavors um i've tried and i'll maybe i'll put them in like order from my favorite so my favorite one's the strawberry vanilla one and then cherry vanilla um and then orange squeeze i think it is and then they have like an orange dreamsicle one they came out for the summer and then they also have like vintage cola root beer and a ginger lemon one i didn't like the ginger lemon one but i think if you're a ginger lemon person you would like that um that's not really what i'm looking for and like if i want a soda um, but it's so good. There's nine gra- grams of nine grams, nine grams of fiber, <laughs> like in each can, which is awesome because you're like supposed to get 25 to 30 in a day. Um, and like their backers and uh, creators of it, I think there's like physicians on the team, and um, so they're really like their goal is to like give you something that's yummy, but like also be mindful of digestive health. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And I love a brand that is like so thorough from start to finish. Like it's actually a good product and looks good. And like their social media supports it. Like I like their little niche community they have. So it's good. If you can find it, I'd highly, highly, highly recommend to a friend. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Llewellyn, what about you? Um, so I don't really have like a product per se, but, um, I did just recently only, okay. So I did just recently buy the AirPods pro finally. Um, and I haven't really used them enough to like give feedback on it, uh, because I just recently got them, but I will say, I do want to give a shout out to Apple in general. And I know Leanne and probably Jane will also like agree with this. The way that Apple packages their products, it's like, gosh, like buying the product is one thing and like actually consuming like and having and using the product is another thing but i feel like the unboxing of any of their products is just it brings joy it really does because as somebody who is so organized and i i like things in a neat fashion or whatever when you open an apple product box i'm just like blown away every time that it's so simple (laughs) but it's so perfect yeah and all their little details, like the way, I don't know. Guys, if you've never unboxed an Apple product, you're missing out. Like, you need to either go buy something from Apple and unbox <laughs> it, or the next time a friend buys something, ask if you could be yeah. there to experience it, because it's pretty incredible. And yeah. I that's, I don't really know if that's a recommend, but... Um, no, I that's interesting, because, like, it. most of our things, um, a good chunk of, like, why we enjoy the product is, like, as the consumer, how 
like I don't know is the, the whole pack- experience yeah, yeah. Like the experience of it matters from buying it to you know unpackaging it to actually using it mm-hmm. like you don't want because there's nothing worse and like I've heard I've never been to Ikea I've never bought anything from Ikea but I have heard from a lot of people that they hate buying things from Ikea because it comes in a box of a million parts and you yeah. don't know how to put it together mm-hmm. and that to me just yeah. sounds so frustrating so like the fact that like granted you don't really have to put together airpods or like a laptop mm-hmm. but um it's just the idea of like you open it and you're like wow this is and even their instructions are like here's a picture and like here's the button you need to press yeah. and here's how you connect them and it's just so elegant yes it says you thought of me yeah like yeah from like start to finish and it's amazing so that's my recommend yeah. buy an apple product <laughs> buy an unbox apple product Un- and unbox a, a product soda. <laughs> yeah I think we, yeah, unbox a product while you're drinking a $3 soda. Um, There you go. I think we talked about it. I think I recommended the AirPods back in, like, maybe season, beginning of season two, maybe season one even. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, our fans, um, our listeners, our friends out there probably know that we're, like, hardcore Apple product people. (laughs) All the way, guys. All the way. Because of all the way. Because of all Okay, I will say this one because our friend Jane is on the show. And we, um, when she was in town, we went and got these way more than I often usually go and get um, these things at places. So um, I'm not normally a, hey, let's go to a restaurant and not eat anything and just like drink. Um, But (laughs) there is, uh, okay, here it is. I highly recommend Froze's to a friend. So if you have a restaurant that's in your town and they do a frozen rosé drink, normally there's like different kinds of uh, liquors or liqueurs in there as well as um, rosé that they blend and put it in a fancy glass for you. It is, it's so, it's so good that we, I think, I think we did like what, two days back to back? Yeah. Jane? Well, you, yeah, yeah. When you ordered it once, I sipped it, and then I didn't try it. And then, so if you listen to episode five, and we talk about our getting locked out of the Airbnb, this is the yes. drink that was so, we wanted it so badly. This is what we went out for. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. it's just so refreshing, but you can also definitely taste the rosé in there. Um it's so it's so good. It has just the right like kick to it. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah. I want it so bad. So, um, so yeah, I would if if you can look up some recipes online, get pretty close. Um, I think you have to try and test them out at a few different places. But Froze's, if they're on your cocktail menu at a restaurant, I highly recommend that if you're even remotely a rose or you know liquor cocktail type lover, then highly recommend it to a friend. Um, it was it's so good so yeah um all right i think that wraps up our episode and next week we're going to come back and cover the one with the race car bed jane thank you so much for being on again it was a pleasure yeah love being here (laughs) awesome well we will catch you guys next week on the one with friends podcast